Well, if you're joining me on YouTube, I want to say welcome to my studio, Triumphant Victorious Reminders. And if you're listening to this on podcast, welcome. So on today's episode, I'm going to get transparent with you and I might get a little violent, but there is a beautiful remembrance reminder at the end. So that's what's coming up next. There is an absolute significant knowing why we need the word of God. The word of God rescues us and it rescues others. Okay, I'm just saying. But I want to get real here because you all know if you've watched Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, also known as Let's Talk with Teresa Ann, you've known that throughout the years there's been this overarching theme of loving our enemies. And it's not just enemies that we deem as an enemy, but it can be anything that we feel like we are in opposition with. So hang in here because I'm going somewhere with this. I promise you this, but I've got to lay this foundation down just so you understand what the Lord has been ministering to me about an enemy. Now, of course, we can make a long list of what an enemy looks like. Okay, I'm so there. I, I get it. But if you realize that the love of God is so beautiful and it doesn't show favoritism. So remember in Luke 6 when Jesus actually says, what reward should you get if you're good to someone who you know is going to be good back to you? And I'm I'm majorly paraphrasing here, but I believe you're catching the drift that, yeah, really, I mean, that's easy to do. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So when we do things for people, knowing that they're going to do it back, then we're actually doing it out of an agenda because it, it serves us. It serves self. And we get to hold it over their head or they might even hold it over our heads. So again, I'm laying a foundation here. So let's let's get a hold of that part. And now he says, God shows us that favoritism is not what he's about. James 2, 8 through 9, this is the NIV version. It says, if you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. So before I go any further, this is what it looks like to follow after Jesus. Verse 9 says, but if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. Dang. So, you want to know, if you're ever wondering, am I following after Jesus? This is a perfect scripture that is a boundary to show us. So here's the beautiful example of either following after Jesus or if we are still living in the flesh. Here's why I want to talk about this, because I have been going through some turmoil in my own life, and it's something that I don't, I haven't talked about with anyone, but it's something that I should know better. 
And I don't, I can't go into detail, but I can go into detail about how I feel. And how I have felt is just write them off. They are an absolute nuisance. They don't care. Their perspective in life is awful. They wonder why their life is miserable because they actually are really blessed. They just don't see it. Um, this particular person in my life is someone that I've known since they were little. And are there, are there reasons why they could be the way they are? Yes, for sure. Are there other stories and um, people that have gone through worse that have such a great perspective in life? Absolutely. I think that's what gets me. So then when I'm around this person, I literally just want to cuss them out. Like, do you freaking know what you have? Do you know how blessed you are? You know, and... um. This person is, in, is ugh, insulting people. And, you know, it's just one of those things. And you really, you don't want to be around them because you do not want to be associated with that type of person. Um, They don't give you bragging rights, so to speak. And that's not of God either, right? But here I am going through this and I'm just like, no, I am not. No, they are not invited to our table. They cannot come. I mean, if they need help, absolutely, we will help them. But other than that, I want nothing to do with them. And the Lord has really been working on my heart about how clear it can be and what it looks like and how I treat people that are easy to love and then those that aren't easy to love that I know well. For instance, it's easy for me to be kind to someone that I barely know, even if they were acting like an a-hole. For some reason, I do well with that. But when it's someone who is close to me, ugh. It's very difficult. And so God, again, has been really just repetitiously with such kindness, reminding me of his love. So I want to go back to what I was talking about earlier, about the scriptures that are found in Luke uh, 6, 27 through 36, Matthew 5, 44 through 48, Romans 12, 9 through 21. That last scripture of verse 21 says that we are meant to overcome evil by doing good. So someone that complains all the time, you feel, you almost feel like the bitterness, like get on you. Like it's, it, it, it's not just them. It's, it's, it's getting on you too. And so I'm like, Lord, I know that you are abundant life. And so even if it's coming at us, it shouldn't touch us or affect us. So why is it? Why am I allowing that to affect me? Why am I allowing that to just ugh, make my skin crawl? And then that's when the Holy Spirit just reminded me every time you feel that, 
It's to feel what they're feeling, number one. And number two, it's so that you come to me with it, not to go to yourself or others to get on your side, so to speak, but to get with God. Because when you look at what Jesus is saying, love your enemies, how? By doing good to them, by praying for those who hurt you and for blessing those who curse you. He's showing us to what to do and he's showing us how to do it. And the how is really following after Jesus and remembering with grateful heart what he's done for us. You know, actually, uh, let me go back. What he's done in obedience to the Father, we benefited because we we often think it's Jesus that died for our sins and that's why we should be so grateful. But actually, Jesus, his first audience, his first, the first person he saw when he was making sure he was going to fulfill that which his father sent him to do was his first focus was not on us. His first focus was on his father to do his will. By default, we have become the benefactors of his obedience, his obedience to the Father's love over us. I want to make sure I make that very clear because that's, I believe that's why Jesus was able to look ahead of him with joy that was set before him, not because of us, but because of his father. His father was his hope. His father was his joy. And so that adds so much more to the knowing of the gospel of God. It's his love that his son would do what he called him to do. And his focus would be on his God. Not on us, but on his God. And we benefited. And so here Jesus is giving this example of what to do how to follow him and what it looks like to follow after him. And what it shows us is this. When you do it my father's way, you will never fall into the temptation of favoritism. Because the way we love our enemies is the way we should love everyone. The way we love those that are easy to love, it's how we're to love our enemies. It's this full circle. This is what God does. So even if we don't believe or think someone deserves the love of God, that isn't on us. That's on him. And he has made it abundantly clear that he only leads by example. And so our father, who when we go to him, We are to go with him with such awe and wonder as Jesus gave such example to with the Lord's prayer as the model prayer. It wasn't a prayer we were supposed to recite. It was a prayer of knowing this is how you approach the Father. You approach him with such awe and wonder because when you do, your prayers will become different. It won't be about what you want. It won't be about what you think this person needs, it'll be, God, what do you want? 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so today I wanted to share with you where God has me with this particular person who I'd rather have nothing to do with. Because it would be much easier to do life without that person. But God is showing me, how will you grow in me? If you don't have these conflicts that take place, the conflicts that sandpaper to get the hardness of your heart broken off so that your heart is is so pliable in my hands. It's humbling, isn't it? It's easy to write people off that are not easy to do life with. It really is. But I believe the Holy Spirit of God wants us to show us another side of the Father that we've never known before on a personal level. Maybe we have by reading the word, but he wants us to be a walking gospel as well. Did you see the glory of God revealed in that story? Did you see the glory of God revealed in that story? Did you see the glory of God revealed in that moment? Did you see how they were able to see the battlefield as a mission field because their eyes were on the Father? So today, the way that you would love the ones that are easy to love God gives us a grace to be able to love the ones that are easy to love with a greater love and those who are hard to love with a love that we've never known before. It's life changing. It's life altering in the most eternal, glorious way that reveals the glory of God. Thank you so much for joining me on today's triumphant, victorious reminders with Teresa Ann, and I can't wait to join you next week.